Don't you have anything good? Never leave home without it. From the top of the charts to a space in your heart. Hey guys, I'm Felissa Rose. Hey, this is Diane Franklin. Hey, this is Dee Wallace. This is Amelia Kincaid. Hey, what's up everybody? This is Tony Todd, a.k.a. Candyman. Hey there, boys and ghouls. This is David Howard Jordan, Arthur Clan himself. And this is Mark Soper of Blood Rage. And you are now tuned in to PBD Horror. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to PVD Horror Podcast. I'm Brandon, and I'm joined here with Dave and our special guest, Doug, a.k.a. Doug Supernatural. You can find him on Instagram and check out all his dope content. Trust me, all of his content is crazy, and uh, <laughs> it's just nuts, man. It's like, Doug, thanks for just joining us today. We appreciate it. We've been trying to get you on forever, man, but you're a fucking agent. You know, I mean, it's always something with you. You're always fucking busy. I... <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry, but I'm happy to be here now. I love that I get a chance to hang out with you guys, and we're going to talk some shit. We're going to talk yes. about whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and like I said before, before we hopped on, happy to finally see your faces. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? A few years ago, I was, trying, I was supposed to connect with you down over at um, the Monster Mania outside when they had it outside, and I know it was, like, hot as hell. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, man, I think you went Saturday. I had gone Sunday, so yes, yes, it was a uh, wow! What an awful experience that was to be <laughs> melting on that like that concrete. You'd never want to have conventions yeah. or any event on concrete when it's like 108 degrees. It was brutal. Yeah. I, I've never heard one good thing about that convention except for that um, Tom Atkins was there. That's the only yeah. thing I've ever heard good about that. About Monster Mania in general, or that outside? that one that oh, yeah, one yeah. that was outside. Yeah, Yo, Tom Atkins was sweating. Yeah, he, he, they were out. Him and Adrian Barbeau, they both had like little tents that they could like hover under. But like Tom Atkins is like eighty two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah, shouldn't be out there melting in the heat. <laughs> it was fucking hot. Rude. It's very rude. Yeah, it was very rude. But hey, they. I'm sure they need some money. Nah. <laughs> David Gordon Green unfortunately didn't cast Tom Atkins in any Halloween movie. Nah. How do you feel about that? How do you How do you feel about him not casting him? I think I definitely uh, I think there's a whole lot of wrong things with that trilogy, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not including Tom Atkins, especially since they were going to go. Apparently, they were going to go like the tie it all up with uh, Silver Shamrock, you know, but that scene got cut out. How can you not have Tom Atkins just do a little cameo for something? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, they did so many like uh, homages to the original. Like, that's actually a pretty big oversight. So good, good point on that. Yeah, And they yeah. brought back they brought back literally. I don't know a lot of people from the original trilogy that Charles Cyphers, I mean, he's an important figure anyway, mm-hmm. but they just gave, I have so many, I could, I could do a whole five hours on, on why I don't like the new <laughs> Halloween trilogy, but I won't, I'll save you guys from that. Okay. All right. <laughs> so man, you had like a crazy year in 2022. You were definitely one of our favorite pages to check out. How has the whole horror community journey been for you? Uh, it's been pretty bad. At, I mean, yeah, I love, I love the people I connected with yeah. on there for sure. I made like, and like, I wasn't really, I, I could give you the whole, the whole, the whole reason why, uh, I mean, I didn't even know the horror community on social media was even like a thing up until the beginning of 2020. Uh, I experienced like a breakup or whatever. This is like a month before the pandemic. And then I was, I was just like, I don't know. 
I wouldn't say depressed, but I was just like super upset. I'm pretty sure I caught COVID before it was even a thing, but it was, it could have just been like a deathly flu. I put on like John Wick while I had like 102 fever and I'm like, I need to go to the doctor. I can't pay attention. Um, But then I was just on Instagram or whatever. And I just started like realizing that there was a bunch of people out there that like the same stuff. I mean, I was always into horror and stuff like that and hung out with a bunch of people around me that like it but like this whole community is uh super rad all good things to say about it i mean everyone i would say like 99.9 percent of the people that at least i've connected with especially you guys too super rad super kind uh very supportive uh definitely supportive because people be wiling out on there sometimes and uh it's good to have the, you know, not, I don't want to say validation because you should do, if you feel something, you should do it. Mm-hmm. But um, it's good to have people, you know, cheering everyone on yeah. and like hyping you up. Yeah. As everyone yeah. should do for each other. You know, if you're not a piece of shit, that is. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> don't support pieces of shit, guys. Yeah. <laughs> got a lot yeah, better, no. though. Man. I think back in what, what was it? 2018, because that's when we first started off doing a lot more because we had our separate pages and everything right. and then but we joined like the community as like pbd horror in like 2018 right. and i feel as though there was a lot more drama in 2018 and i feel as though now moving forward like there's like you said everybody's together and kind of like supporting each other so i think that's really cool yeah i with the drama stuff i mean there's a lot of stuff that i don't know about probably yeah. i i online drama is kind of stupid especially for a right. lot of people who really don't know, like, like, again, you could connect with someone fully mm-hmm. online. I met my, uh, my friend, Phil, who I do our podcast with, uh, the spook mm-hmm. house podcast. Uh, I met him through Instagram and stuff and we became like really good friends, yeah. but like on the surface, like you really don't know who someone yeah. is like in, in and out. Right. So, like to have problems with someone on the internet is, is just so stupid. like, I don't understand it. <laughs> I think that's what we were seeing, though. Like, um, you know, there would be people that seemed like pretty, pretty publicly liked. And it, I yeah. mean, it was cool for us because we didn't get involved in any of the drama. We just got to watch it all roll out. And it was like <laughs> we'd, we'd be like texting as we were like watching stuff and be like, oh, shit, you see that? And like it was kind of entertaining. I'm not going to lie. But I, I think that's what would happen is when someone's like real life or like how they really are kind of started to creep in. To, yeah. And that's when people kind of like would call them out and we'd be like, oh, shit, did you hear about, you know, so-and-so yeah. sending that DM to that person or something. But yeah, it's it seems like that that stuff gets around. Yeah, that's a it's a it's a good thing. Uh, but you know, it's people are people mm-hmm. with yeah. all complex emotions. Yeah, I think the yeah. one thing that happened with us, I think, is because the main thing about us, we support a lot of people and we post a lot of people's stuff and everything like that. And I think we got caught in the cross um the crossfire of that before by posting one person's thing and another person had an issue with them. And then that person. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, oh, you guys are rolling with that person. Anyway, oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you kind of, if, if you have a show, you kind of have, well, I'm sure you guys do your research on people and you wouldn't yeah. reach out to someone who's like someone who uh, it's crazy. I've never seen so many people uh, get like abused. Mm. Like it's pretty crazy how many people you find out are like, you know, they come off as you know good kind-hearted person then they just they're verbally abusive or physically oh yeah yeah like wow there's a lot of shit going on behind closed doors that you don't know about yeah i mean yeah dudes are dudes are gonna be dudes and like the creepy stuff that dudes do happens even in the horror community unfortunately but like luckily 
you know, there's enough of us around to kind of be like, yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> that shit, that's not cool. Like, please don't do that. Um, that. That shit shouldn't fly anywhere. Yeah. And that's like, I like about our, like the horror community. I say our community, but like, yeah, it, I like it because it feels like everybody's on equal playing fields. Like, you know, men, women, you know, trans, whatever. We're all kind of like, just, we're just appreciative of everyone being like fans of the genre and shit. So absolutely. Nice. And like, just talk, like at the end of the day, we're all talking shit about movies. That's yeah. Weird. Yeah. It, it seems like everyone has, it, it's so fun to talk with people who you like either never met or like who you're close with and you're just bullshitting about like what you're passionate about. I, yeah. I feel like I can't have a conversation if it's not about movies. Otherwise I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> I have nothing to say. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to struggle to find the words, but like you yeah. bring up like hereditary or something. I'll give you like a verbal yeah. thesis. on it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> suddenly you're a genius. Like yeah. everyone looks at that guy, like, what is that idiot doing? And you're yeah, like, yeah, suddenly, you're like yeah, please tell me, ask me something about movies. I, <laughs> I, I promise I'm smart. <laughs> So, man, how was your Friday the 13th? Are you a fan of that franchise? And if so, what is your favorite one? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I love Friday the 13th. Uh, and we had, a, I, I unfortunately, uh, well, not fortunately, I was working, uh, <laughs> but I was going to go see. So this indie theater near me, they played the first Friday the 13th. Yep. Uh, so I was going to catch that, but didn't. Uh, honestly, me and a. Me and Phil did our own like Friday the 13th ranking on the spook house. And I'm not, not going to lie. The first one, I don't know how you guys feel about the original Friday the 13th film, but that was way far down on my list, on, at least on an entertainment level. Yeah. Um, Jason takes Manhattan is my favorite. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Brandon, yes, finally. Brandon, is that why you invited him on here? Is that why? <laughs> I seen the poster in his room on a post before. Yeah, it's always right over, it's right over here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't flip the whole computer around, but um, our, our whole season three is just Brandon getting people to validate that uh, yeah. Jason takes Manhattan is the best installment. It's a great, it's, it's, it's not my, my best one. It's one of my best one, but I like pop the new, new beginning is my favorite. Okay. And, it, and it's Manhattan, but I love Manhattan, but people like to shit on it that I like Manhattan. So <laughs> like, man, fuck you guys. If you don't like it. It's just so that's why I think, Scream Six might work because it like is going out of Woodsboro. Friday the Thirteenth. Jason takes Manhattan. Goes outside of like Camp Crystal Lake. It's just like new. Yeah. It's just like a new kind of uh, setting, which which kind of shakes things up. So that's always good. But it's just so goofy. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> and then you have people. But he wasn't even in New York. He was on a boat for most of the movie. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. fuck up. He went somewhere else. <laughs> he wasn't in the camp. And it was the slowest boat because from Jersey to Manhattan. On a boat ride, it'll probably take like I don't know, forty-five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that ferry from Connecticut from New York to Connecticut is yeah. like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, do you find that like your favorite films in like that franchise or other franchise? Do you find they change over the years? As in, like your taste changing? Like it kind of gets. I, I think so because, like it, you know, for us, even like um, I think Final Chapter was my favorite for a long time and then i started to like a new beginning more and i just feel like over the years and even with like the nightmare on elm street franchise i found my my rankings change uh like every uh every so often so i, I always think that's interesting um i totally agree with you um i find with at least with the friday the 13th franchise my taste stays pretty much pretty the, pretty much the same 
Uh, I guess it depends like on what, uh, what mood I'm in really, mm. but generally the ranking stays the same. Um, especially after watching it like so many times, like I'm sure you guys mm-hmm. have seen those movies like more than 10 times or yeah. around there or something like that. Like they're all of them are like really good comfort films, but we all have our favorites. Um, and that's the good thing about movies. We're allowed to change our minds. Exactly. Like we nice. can not like something and then watch it and something clicks. Um, my first, uh, my favorite used to be part three. Mm-hmm. And then I watched Jason takes Manhattan, like one day for like the fifth time and was like i love this movie (laughs) and then it just rose to the top yeah yeah that's the thing i don't think there's a bad friday 13th film you know what i mean so like that's that's where it comes into it they're all fun and like we had uh vincent desanti which is the creator of the womp stomp films for the uh neville hike alone oh okay cool kind of put it all in perspective because he he liked what one which i forgot which one he liked but he liked Ah, it because it was um, one of the films that he liked that it just put him into that zone of where he was from and so I think that's why Jason takes Manhattan kind of gravitates towards me a little bit more because he's in the city and, yeah. and I think that's the same for you because you're actually from New York yeah yeah I mean so I think that with Jason kind of just being in that area of like somewhere you're, where you're at makes you like it a little bit more yeah I I totally agree with that I don't know about you guys I know you guys are from Who's Rhode from Island. Rhode Island? Rhode Island. We're both okay. from Rhode Island, yeah. All right, Brad. Um, yeah, I don't know how many movies are filmed or take place in Rhode Island, but like, I just love seeing New York in mm-hmm. movies, like yeah. Maniac, Rosemary's Baby, Jason mm-hmm. Takes Manhattan. There's so there's so many. I mean, New yeah. York is a very popular place, but like, it's just it's gritty. It shows like the underbelly of the city, especially mm-hmm. the '80s movies. It's just so dirty. Like there, you yeah. can smell it through the screen. <laughs> I was I was thinking about like a subgenre of New York, like the 80s, like gritty New York style movies. Like you mentioned, like Maniac, um, like Cue the Winged Serpent, uh, Serpent. Like there's um, this thing about the about 80s in New York where it's like they always have like these like homeless people everywhere. And there's like these these punks on the streets, like get like gathered and you don't want to walk by them. There's just like this vibe to it that like makes it sound like icky but also kind of like awesome at the same time and like i feel like someone needs to like create that subgenre of new york films yeah like it had like again i'm only 33 so i never really experienced what it was like to grow up in the 80s in the city but yeah. like seeing it in movies and we've you know we i'm sure we've all seen between the three of us plenty of movies uh that depict new york and stuff like that in cities and it's just so like there's like a rawness to it and things are very sanitized now, even though it's yeah. still at the core kind of disgusting. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, it's just more real. Like, it just seems like that's how it is. Like, it yeah. just seems yeah. like. I went to go uh, the spot where the hotel from Maniac and the hotel from Basket Case. Yes. yes. I was like, I don't feel scared walking over here. Like, I feel like I should be scared. Like, I, yes. I feel like it's supposed to be part of the experience. It's like some, <laughs> someone's supposed to try to mug me or something like that. <laughs> it could very much happen still, but it doesn't seem like it's going to. Yeah. <laughs> you have all those pretty lights and yes. all the fucking advertisements for TikTok and whatever Xbox game is coming out. It's just very, it's a lot. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, that hotel's still standing and the lobby uh, still looks the same, right? Yes, uh, so pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Like kind of has that little, I love that like little space that the, uh, 
the head clerk is in or whatever yeah. in uh yeah in maniac where he's just like sitting there they have the pillars it just looks i mean it, i don't know i just i really i want to go to a hotel where like the guy's behind like uh some kind of cage or something like that or or a glass and like i want to like go into one of those cds hotels I, that's like a goal in life if you uh they're probably still out there i'm not sure if you'll make it out alive <laughs> if, you're, if you're going if you're going into a a town that has a hotel with a cage in it mm. probably not <laughs> yeah, a good place yeah. to be <laughs> it's not pro- a good neighborhood. some prostitutes outside you know just all, that whole vibe i'm looking for it yeah you're getting stabbed <laughs> yeah. that's that's the final message here yeah. <laughs> i just really want to get mugged <laughs> yeah wow i never i never knew that was a bucket list uh, goal of someone's <laughs> to write a passage <laughs> All right, go to East New York. They'll rob the fuck out of you. <laughs> All right, sounds good. As I went, I meant to ask you guys. We were talking about uh, Never Hike Alone. Did you guys see the trailer for Never Hike Alone too? It just came out on Friday Thirteenth, I think. I didn't see. Uh, I never saw anything. I never saw the movies or anything. Oh, you uh, haven't checked them out yet? No, no, I haven't. Uh, where, where, where do you watch them? On YouTube, YouTube. or yeah? Oh, oh cool. Definitely worth the watch. Um, <laughs> But his new his new trailer had um what's that guy's name Tom Matthews yeah Matthews, um from part six and seven oh no way that's really awesome that they're getting the actual <laughs> yeah he was in the original too at the, towards the end uh, the first one I should say they never I glow the first one okay um, but the trailer looks pretty sick I don't know when the release date is yet for the full film but looks good I got to uh, I have to check out the actual the first one yeah yeah. yeah. I know, I don't. What are your feelings on like fan films? Uh, I I enjoy them, you know, and so I think it takes that person that's creating it. So we we know like bo- both the people that kind of created those fan films. So we know Vincent, and we know Peter Anthony. He's the one that did the the last installment of a uh, fan it's, film, and yeah. so it's kind of like just like if you were to make a a, a Jason film about like how like how if you would sit there and see him like kind of go on a path of killing, like how like the main st- mainstream studio wouldn't, you know what I mean? Right. So kind of take your ideas and roll with it. So that's what we've seen through these two, these, these two franchises of the fan. Yeah. So, yeah. There, there's some that I, I think like those two guys do have done them decently. Yeah. Um, there's some that I've seen that I, I didn't like as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to think of the other one that was pretty, that was okay. That came out somewhat recently as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's cool that like, you know, people are kind of getting that attitude of, mm-hmm. well, I'm just going to make my own film. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not going to wait around and, you know, for, for, to, you know, wait for something to come my way. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Pretty. It's a pretty interesting way to go about it. Um, especially if, you know, for people, I don't know if those dudes have ever like written like a full length, film before or anything um but yeah to not like shop around your idea and just do it yourself it's a pretty heavy task to take on with yeah. like a whole you know making movies mm-hmm. costs a lot so yeah. to do it with like a small budget and to like really flesh out your idea seems like a definitely a fun thing to do and yeah. uh when it comes together i'm sure it's very rewarding i was always uh and I, I and I never seen fan films. Uh, I'm not against fan films. Yeah. I never seen one just because I, for some reason, I don't know. It's like a, I don't know if it's a stigma, but to wrap your head because like we're so used to like the original yeah. franchise that I'm like, well, what can they do? But yeah. I guess I need to watch it to figure to see, you know. 
yeah. you know, be- before I actually watched one, I was it was hard for me to wrap my head around something to watching something that's not like canon, right? Exactly. That's exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I get that. And they're like, from so we watched it because well, Vincent uh, Desanti did Never Hike Alone. Like I forget how we stumbled across it, but he actually lives like the state over. He's in. He's from Mass. So he came, he like connected with us um, pretty early on when that first film came out. So it was kind of exciting. Like, oh, this guy, this kind of semi-local guy did this thing. But the thing that really blew me away and made me more open to more of the fan films, it looked quality. Like it looked like a real production. And I was like, I was kind of blown away because I was, my only experience with fan films before that was like watching some weird shorts on YouTube or something like that, that looked super cheesy like nothing about this looked cheesy. So I was like, if they can do that, then more power to them. Why wait for studios, you know? Yeah, Absolutely. I think, I think that was the thing too. Vincent worked for some of the studios. I know he worked for like DreamWorks and stuff like that. Yeah. So he was always oh, cool. behind the scenes. And so he was just like, I think he got kind of pissed off with just like everyone else did with the Friday the 13th legal battles. And yeah. he, wanted, he wanted to another film and it just wasn't happening. And he's just like, fuck it, I'm just going to create this until this whole legal battle shit is handled. So that's how that all happened. So I think that was cool. And did he get the, did he have to get the rights to use Jason Voorhees in the film or do they, do they go, does he go around that? I think he probably like went around it because. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> not, not to put him on blast. <laughs> <laughs> I was just curious. Cause I didn't know. Cause I, you guys have seen the film. Yeah. No, we're not trying to, yeah. We're not, <laughs> we're not trying to get this man arrested. One, two, three, four, five, fifth. Uh, 2004. Oh, he's quoting Dave Chappelle. Uh, <laughs> one of the best, actually, the best sketch show of all time, just to yes. go off on a yeah. side tangent. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure if they, like, you know, only show if he only directed it in a way where you could see, like, his feet and you can't, like, show the hockey mask or something. Oh, so, he, I mean, he does his own version of it and he never, I don't. Does he actually use the full name? I don't know. Yeah, I have to. I have to watch it. Yeah, I think it's like Ghost Jason or something yeah. like that. Ah, oh, so I, I heard an interesting. Uh, speaking to Jason, we'll just keep this Friday Thirteenth conversation going since yeah, it was go. Friday Thirteenth. Uh, <laughs> I heard an interesting debate, and I'm going to ask you guys: Do you guys view Jason more as a zombie or a ghost? I never heard that question before in my life. I'm going to have to take a beat. Uh, <laughs> I never thought about it. And then these two people were talking about it and it was like an intelligent conversation. So I was like, wow, this is a real debate. And I never really gave it thought. Well, they call, um, I think Kane Hodder's Jason is like the zombie Jason. So zombie Jason and Uh, which one in like eight, no seven. I mean, uh, yeah. So that whole, I guess that's what they, that's what they were rolling with him for from like, cause you have the final chapter and everything else like that. So yeah, it's it's a good debate. So it's like either way, like I it's like I don't think there's no wrong answer to it. You yeah, know? there's there's ways to there's ways to fight it out for both arguments because yeah. he does shuffle around. I mean, he doesn't shuffle around, but mm-hmm. he comes back from the dead like a zombie, but he also doesn't die, so he's kind of yeah. like a ghost, but you could see him. Yeah. Uh, he's not like he disappears. And I mean, he can literally go from like one place to the next in yeah. a time that a zombie would not be able to do, right? Yeah, that is yeah. true, yes. You have to focus on it too. The first film, like he's not in it, and then it's like he comes out, out of the water at the end, and then it's like the second one, he comes back and he goes and he kills everyone that 
You just See, you think, just solidified it for me. I yeah. think I was leaning towards zombie because, and then there's like the electricity, like, um, yeah, you know, reanimates him. Yeah, so I, that was kind of my thought too. But yeah, figured I would throw that one out there. Yeah, I would. I would say I would argue to say paranormal because what he from what he just said. Oh, gotcha. Because like the Pamela Voorhees dies, mm-hmm. and then like you know weird spiritual things happen and he gets resurrected so at first i would say paranormal but yeah he does get he dies and then gets resurrected like a zombie so he's a zombie ghost technically so he went from ghost to zombie yeah ghost zombie that's i i think i mean like he said no wrong answer i don't think he would argue argue both points here he's not because he's not eating brains he's not like your typical zombie oh that would be awesome though if we get Cannibal Jason, I mean that would be something that'd be right. That's, that's my that's my new fan there film. You, you can make that as your fan film. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> see, that's something you want to see. That and that's how these films get made. And he I, mugs I people. See, yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> in hotel rooms in New York. <laughs> yeah, with a with a mustache on his mask. <laughs> yes. I, I want his beard to grow a mustache. I mean, his mask <laughs> to grow a mustache. What am I saying? <laughs> he has a beard under his under his <laughs> mask. That'd be cool. I mean, he can't shave. Unless no. he has really bad genes and he just doesn't grow one. I feel like he I feel like he wouldn't um just like even like if he grew up the way that he looks when he comes out of that water, I feel like he's not a bearded dude. Uh yeah, that would be incredible if like he kept the same boyish like flesh that he had under his mask. So like when you unveil it, it's just like a grown man's body, but like that <laughs> like, same face. Yeah. <laughs> And that's like why like, Jason baby. takes Manhattan. Like at the end, when they were under like the toxic, and he, he was yeah, sick, so he, like curled up, and he's like, <laughs> so, Dude, "Like something." I, yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love the sewer scene. <laughs> All right, let me transition us away from Friday the Thirteenth a bit. Uh, Doug, tell me what other types? What types of horror do you love? I, I'm getting that you like slashers. Um, that's awesome. What other types of horrors do you tend to gravitate towards? I think my favorite ones, I was actually thinking about this last night. Um, I don't know why. Uh, You're like, I have a feeling one of those guys is going to ask me this question. <laughs> I think maybe. I think I'm like, I was like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. So I got, I better have some like, you know, stock answers ready. Uh, no, uh, I, I tend to gravitate towards, I like really um, like psychological horror. Like, Rosemary's Baby is in my top five of all time, uh, just because it's so it's so beautifully tragic. No one believes hmm. anything this woman is saying, yeah. and everyone's trying to convince her that she's crazy. And she does. She's starting to believe all these witches. It's just so mm-hmm. insane, and the way it like builds up. And uh, Hereditary is another favorite of mine. Um, I just love that the things that can like get under your skin and really make you feel like unsettled like that shit terrifies me not so much i love slasher movies i just love them for like the fun aspect of it and to like shut my brain off and be like fuck yeah stab that person with some fucking with some like sharpened nunchucks or something whatever (laughs) uh but like movies like really that i really love are just ones that like really mess with your brain Um, yeah i i think that's kind of my what my my go-tos as well I, I love psychological but like slashers are always just fun if i'm just not in the mood to think too much mm-hmm. um, oh absolutely yeah so uh you said hereditary definitely um 
Rosemary, ba- Rosemary's baby. Do you have any other uh, ones that you can think of for that kind of genre? Ooh, uh, let's see. Psych- I mean, most recently Pearl, I think that was more like a psychological kind of descent into madness more than like a straight up horror movie. Did you guys enjoy Pearl? I thought it was okay, but it's, I think it's like from that trip of just coming off of watching X and then watching the Pearl and everything just slows down and it's totally mm. different. And so I didn't think it was going to be a film like that. So it's like when I, like I was telling Dave before, it's like whenever I think of Pearl, it's kind of like Wizard of Oz. So yeah. um, it, it was a, it was good, but I w- it's kind of hard to like say that because like, I'm a slasher guy and just like crazy films and shit. So I'm, I kind of lean towards more the, um, to X than Pearl. But I don't like I said, it was OK. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get a chance to watch it yet, but I. Um, oh, OK. I just watched Smile the other day and I was actually blown away with yeah. how much I enjoyed it because um, trailer wise, I was like, eh. And then uh, a buddy of ours reached out to me. He's like, I feel like you're really going to like this. And I, he goes, just tell me what you think after. And I watched it. And I was like, holy shit, there's a lot of great themes here um, about trauma and stuff like that. And I was like, yes, absolutely. That's the smile was the first movie that actually in a while where I jumped at least like five times throughout right. the movie. And like, I don't know. I, I, I was talking about this with, with another friend of mine. Uh, it seems like with these recent horror movies, they for, they forget that they have to scare you. Yeah. they are like too, I don't want to say pretentious, but like they just, it's like anticipation porn. Like you're just waiting, 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 waiting and nothing happens, but like you have to add the scare. That's what makes a horror movie, a horror movie. There yeah. has to be some elements of, a scare factor or something that's absolutely terrifying you can't just film the corner of a wall and like be like oh nah. this is this is high art um <laughs> but no smile i'm with you i enjoyed smile uh more than i thought i was because the yeah. trailer just looked like you know run-of-the-mill nah. resembled an early 2000s like fear.com type of vibe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice <laughs> reference right there that movie is not good uh, <laughs> Like the it, early, it, re- it reminded me of that Truth or Dare movie where oh. they get like a weird look on their face and then I they do some something. Yeah. The trailer yeah, reminded was, me of that. That was bad. <laughs> yeah, it was also pretty terrible. Um, but yeah, Smile it had it succeeded in the scare department. Mm. I when she was uh can we spoil it? Yeah, sure. All right, I don't know how many people uh, I'm I'm gonna do like a special episode about that because I have so many freaking notes that I already told Brandon. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna spoil the shit out of that movie because like I have to talk about it. I'm looking forward to hearing that from you. Uh <laughs> because you loved it that much. Yeah. Uh but when she's sitting at the uh, Sosie Bacon, which I didn't know was Kevin Bacon's uh yep. daughter at first, when she's sitting trying to decipher the uh like the audio file mm-hmm. and she's like getting closer and closer, and the thing just like jumps yeah. out at her. I, f- I freaked out. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that was a solid scare. And honestly, um, the creature design was spot on. It looked really gnarly at the end. I, I loved it. I, th- I thought it was really cool. Yeah. That thing was like terrifying looking for sure. Um, but also like also kind of like what you were saying with Rosemary's Baby. It's just watching this person get like gaslit. And it's like, they you know, they're. They're like, I'm not crazy. And everybody around them is just looking at them. It just, I, I like that a lot. That was good. And it seems like every, every movie, if you go, it seems, well, I won't say every movie, but so many movies uh, from like the dawn of time. It's like law enforcement never believes the person. 
Yeah. They're yeah. like, there's a killer out there. And they're like, shut the fuck up. Go home. You're fine. It's like, maybe entertain it a little bit. You know, even if it seems outside of the realm of possibility, maybe get them some like, you know, mental health. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Something. But they're just so dismissive. I just think it's hilarious that every every movie is just like, yeah, shut up, kid. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then they see they see it for themselves and they're like, oh, too late now. Yeah. Now, did you see that in a the theater or did you see that at home? I saw that. Uh, yeah, I saw it on Paramount Plus. I wish I saw it in the theaters, but yeah. I, 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 for so, I was working too much and I couldn't get around to it, but killed it at the box office. It was in the theaters for a long time. Yeah. Just yeah. like you guys said, it, it was like a big surprise for me because I had gone into it. I seen it the night it came out. I had taken my um, oh. my son and his friend and my uh, wife. We had gone to watch it. And um, that jump scare had my son's friend just like scream like a little girl. <laughs> the theater, and everybody was like, what the hell? I'm How old is your son? Is he a teenager? My, my son's 15. How old are you? I'm 36. Damn. You had yeah. a kid young, man. Oh, come on, bro. You just hit me with that. Was it that Kevin Hart interview? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what he, who was that? Uh, <laughs> that was the interview and the dude from Iron Man. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Like, Shit. He goes, I'm 55. And Kevin Hart goes, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, no, I'm saying you're a, young, you're a young dude. So like a 15-year-old son, I'm like, damn, is he? Are you sure you're not 40 or something? <laughs> but, uh, or 45? But yeah, fit, uh, damn. That's pretty wild. Yeah, so like that's so awesome though that you guys get to like bond over horror movies. That must be like a joy for you. Oh yeah, it's crazy because and that's the thing too. My daughter's eleven, so it's just like you know, like I bring them to to the conventions and stuff, and then like they're big fans a bit of these films, and they watch them ever since they were little. So you know, they were able to meet like Nev Campbell like one year, and my daughter's like, oh, like you know what I mean? Like it's it's a good time. So it's like they go sometimes when we go. So I I think the best part of it is like your daughter was way easier to get into horror than your son. Like he was way more scared than she was at an early Mm -hmm. age. She was like doing seances on a Chucky doll (laughs) (laughs) as a baby. That's why, that's why women are superior. They're they're way cooler. Absolutely. (laughs) They, they, they're like the intuitive nature. I don't know. They're just more in tune with it. Uh, I, when did you guys start liking like horror movies? Were you pretty young? Yeah, I was young. Uh, shit. It's probably around like, probably like five or something like that. Well, just around that because I would watch them with my grandmother. The first movie that I have seen with her was uh, Waxworks. <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. Like, and it was like Basket Case and all that. So I started off like like really young, and so then it was always like having just like marathons of like movies, and then watching Joe Bob with her. You know what I mean? Oh, so wow, it was just, yeah. yeah. So it was good. That's when he was on uh, TNT. TNT. Yeah. Yeah. You got the yeah. old school last drive-in. Yeah, I started pretty young, too. And it was like with my grandma, too. It was like watching some of the classic stuff. And then um, I remember like seven, eight, nine, like on USA, they used to play like reruns of night of like Nightmare on Elm Street, like yeah. sequels, though. Like I, I, I probably saw part five before I saw like the first <laughs> one, just because it was like re, like replaying. And I yeah. just fell in love with Freddie. But I had like and we were talking about this recently, like I had like moments er- earlier where I caught like something super scary and it just like stayed with me. But like it made me also super curious about like wanting to see more about it, like yeah. catching a glimpse of it, like when I wasn't supposed to be watching it the, <laughs> or, um, you know, just other stuff like that. It, I was just always like very curious about it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what's great about it. Instead of like, 
uh, it seems like a lot of us horror fans when they start young and they see like something on tv like that terrifies them but they're glued to the television yeah like they still want to watch it i don't i think either my one of the nightmare on elm streets i'm pretty sure is the first one that i've seen first or killer clowns from outer space was also on tv mm-hmm. i really don't remember what i've seen first first but i remember being like 13 years old going to blockbuster and renting like h2o yeah and, and then and then the first halloween i was like oh shit there's more uh it's just so much fun to like discover all this mm-hmm. stuff for the first time like going back and it, there, and now that we're older i mean there's so many things still that i'm sure you guys discover too and I discover there's so many movies out there that don't that fly under the radar and don't get yeah. enough love, like like Waxwork. That's a wild movie to see for your first yeah. horror movie. <laughs> I'd never heard that before. Yeah. I, I think that was like kind of our mission when we first like started doing uh social media posts. We we're like, how do we start to bring attention to films that people aren't talking about and like or that we we love that we want to like recommend because i remember like one of our first like weekly segments that we were doing early on was that slept on saturday and we were like you know posting the burning before everybody started talking about the burning and you know just like anything that anything and everything that you know we could think of that we were like i don't think people have heard of this film um Mm -hmm. and it just felt like something like important to try to do it is it is and like film awareness is a good thing to uh to you know bring to light some of like the like i wouldn't say best movies but like there's so much like charm to these movies Mm -hmm. and it's cool that people are finding uh finding out about them and unearthing them it's like being a kid for the first time and i'm not i'm not ashamed to say so i was late to the burning i only saw it the last i think so like four years ago so i was pretty new just because like I love to hear where people find out about these movies like back in the day. Like the yeah. burning wasn't like Halloween or Friday the 13th. Right. It wasn't easily accessible. So like the fact that they were able to find it like late night on like fucking USA or TNT or yeah. whatever. Uh, I love that. It's awesome. Yeah, and it's crazy too, because it's like when those films came out that those years, the burning came out around the same time as uh Friday the 13th, but then it was just labeled as a copycat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it automatically it's like pushed to the side. Like, no, that's not, that's not good. You know? So it's kind of like, even now I'm, I'm a big Friday the 13th fan, but I enjoy the burning more than the first Friday the 13th. Yeah. You know, it's uh, there's so many different ways to go about doing a slasher movie. Uh, yeah. That slasher movies are very, you know, to, to some degree kind of paint by numbers, obviously, <laughs> following around someone that kills a lot of people boom then how do you make it different i think the burning succeeds in that it's it's a pretty fun it's a really fun movie also has george from seinfeld in it which is yes <laughs> which is pretty insane yeah uh, i was like oh shit Costanza, uh, george Costanza is in this yep <laughs> um it's funny it's funny also sorry to go off on another tangent oh, how many good. like big name actors get their start in horror like yeah Looney did like return to horror high Yes. Uh, when he was super young and you're like George Clooney like yeah. I mean they're just getting a paid like they're taking whatever at, at that age because it's work, you know, and they want to yep. build their filmography. Just really cool that like was it Brad Pitt um was in that what's that uh school one um I can't remember, but he was like he started in one 
uh, the girl from the lady from Sex in the City was in Doom Asylum. Yeah, um, yeah, just, yeah. Just like I, I love that when you when you see those and you're like, oh damn, like who would have thunk that he started there? Yeah, like this is where you got your start. Yeah, like in some like trashy B horror movie, and someone saw it and it's like, oh, that's the one right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so. Do you guys um, go on Tubi a lot? Yeah, yeah. Um, they have some fantastic garbage Classic. on there. Yep, classic films. It's actually insane how good the um, the catalog is on Tubi. Like it is literally insane. You can just sit on there and watch film after film all day, and you probably haven't seen any of them. Seriously, there's so many. Uh, oh my god, just to name a few that I found over the last couple of years and shout it out if you've seen them. Uh, Deadly Manor was a good one. Yeah, I, I keep talking about that recently. Yeah. That one like stuck with me after. Yeah. I, the setting is so much fun. It's like this little mansion in the woods. It's super, yeah. it's pretty fun. Um, me and my best friend, uh, we watched the night killer from 1990. Yeah. Wow. Just night a, killer or night stalker night killer. night killer. Is that the one with the guy who wears like the plastic latex mask the rubber mask? With oh the yeah. Mask. Yeah. That's the, that is the one I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah, yeah is yeah. it night? It's night killer. Or night no, you're killer. right. Night killer. Right. Yeah. Okay. That movie is so bad, but it's awesome, dude. I, I think watch that lady that had some nice tits, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not an eighties horror movie without some titties. Fine, yeah. but even though it's nineties, but um, yeah, like that. Edge of the Axe is on there. There's so yeah. many movies that are just like. And that's what I was talking about before. I think Edge of the Axe. We need a sequel to that. I think somebody needs honestly. Honestly, remake the movie. Oh yeah! Like if you're gonna remake movies, don't remake shit that we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Dig up some like old '80s trash B movie that has a sick title. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people are familiar with, besides yeah. you know uh, us, like you know horror fans or whatever that really dig deep and search to find you know under the radar movies that are like beloved to us. But like, don't do Black Christmas for a fourth time. Do <laughs> like. <laughs> It's a cool title and you can do whatever you want with it. It's yeah. the 80s movie. They could really like, you know, um, renovate it and amp it yeah, up. It has fans, but it's not like people are going to be like, oh, my God, like, what did they do? <laughs> exactly. Even like, um, ironically, today is when uh, the My Bloody Valentine remake came out, which was, in my opinion, not good. <laughs> but like, it's not that well known of a movie mm-hmm. outside of our world, I don't think. And, and it's, it's a Canadian movie too. Yeah. The um, the remake or the original? The original. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you hear those accents. The remake uh, was like that had some at the time had big names. Like that dude from Supernatural. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Jamie yeah, King yeah. was in it. So yeah. like I, I remember going to that at the movies and like it was packed. Like people were excited for that film. Plus, that's when like, 3D, that's when 3D first was coming back to the theater. Yeah. And so that's why that was a big draw, you know? And yeah, that's true. Yeah, I need to go see that in 3D. Dude, you could always, people could say what they want about mm-hmm. horror, like the Oscars not nominating Tony Collette is a fucking sin. Yeah, but um, you could always bank on horror doing well at the box office. It's a good, for the mainstream audience, you know, it's a great date night movie. Everyone loves to be scared. Yeah. But, so uh, no one should really, you know, talk down on the horror genre because it has its place. It's mm. it's funny because like Providence, like our our city, um, if you go to like the theater in Providence and you go to a horror movie, it's always packed. 
Yeah. Like awesome. city people want to see horror. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. you know, you go outside of the city, maybe they're not, the theaters aren't going to be packed. But when you go into Providence and you go to the theater there, all the horror movies are always packed and, yeah. you know, people love it. It's That's always a fun time. Smile. We went to the, yeah, you said it was packed, right? Yeah, like it's full. Like, you know, I mean, if you go to different uh, theaters around, like it's probably like 10 people or something, yeah. like 10, 20. But like every seat's always full for a horror movie. So it's an, another movie that just recently came out the other day. No, last week was also full when I went to go see it, too. But we'll talk about Which that. Which one? Skinamarink? Yeah. No, no, not that one. Not that oh. one. On the 6th. We'll, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. Oh, okay. What am I? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, I completely forgot about it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, yep. That did come out. That is a movie. Yeah. But <laughs> like, we were just talking about it, though, talking about movies that been out for a while and nobody's really seen. I noticed that, you know, I was watching one of your stories and you just had posted that you had seen one of the best films ever created for the first time, which is The Lost Boys. Yeah. What did you yeah. think about that film? Uh, I immediately loved it. Yeah. I immediately gravitated towards it because it's Phil. It's his one of his favorite movies. And that's a yeah. movie that I just I don't know why. It's not like I didn't want to see it. Mm-hmm. I did, it. There were no negative connotations to it. I, I for some reason, it just kept on passing me and time kept going on. I never got around. I own it. I have. Yeah. It. And I just, <laughs> I just never watched it. And Phil was like, all right, for my birthday, you better fucking watch this movie. And yeah. I watched the movie on VHS for the first time, which I think helped the experience. I would have mm-hmm. loved it anyway uh, if I watched it regularly, but I thought I thought it was amazing. The story was great. The special effects were great. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland is great. Um, it just felt like the Goonies. Yeah. Um, and like just Goonies and Fright Night, kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I loved it. I, I immediately, like, you know when you see a movie for the first time, like halfway through, you're like, I'm going to watch this again tomorrow or like I'm going to watch. Yeah. You put like time aside to just keep watching it. It was like one of those movies. Uh, I immediately fell in love with it. Yeah. That was like one of those uh, movies. I just kept on rewatching over and over as a kid because it was just like one of those movies that just kind of like, you know what I mean? When I had a shitty day or whatever like that was something I just throw that on. Yeah. And it's just like, and then I started watching it from different points. Like, you know what I mean? Like when I was younger, listening to the grandfather, like and talking, I was like, this guy's fucking crazy. And you know what I mean, and getting older and listening to it, like the jokes again, I'm just like, yo, that shit's fucking funny. Like, so it's just like like little things that with for that film, it definitely grows on you. And so now, like I said before, I watch it with my kids and then and so they know like that's one of my favorite movies. But you know, I think that it definitely aged well. Yeah. It's a I would say it's like a timeless movie. Yeah. And, and- I feel like the what makes a timeless movie is like the dialogue, like you're saying. Like yeah. you can still connect with it. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the movie that came out over the weekend um, on Peacock called Sick. Yeah. Okay. I see the yeah. Okay, so I won't completely spoil it, but I don't think that movie is going to age well. No. As opposed to like just another modern one or like the Lost Boys for classics mm-hmm. and then modern movies. Like I don't think it will age well as well as hereditary or even well x for sure x i think could be a timeless type of movie because like it's so it's like vague in a way like you really don't know what time it could be set in any time you know uh there's no like cell phones in place i think that has a lot to do with it Mm -hmm. um because even if you 
even in today's world, if you film a movie based in 2023, you don't have to have, you know, social media or phones involved. So it could really take place wherever. I think that helps. But um, yeah, I'm curious to know what you, uh, when you, if you do watch sick, what you think about it. All right. I'll (laughs) check it out. You know, it's interesting because we're kind of talking about something that I think we saw a ton of the last couple of years, but I think you're right. I think like eventually we're probably going to, it's, that's going to seem aged is like, that idea of like people doing like the, you know, the movies on zoom or, or in chat rooms and stuff like that. And like yeah. fear.com, how aged is that now? Like that, you know, stuff or like cry wolf, I think was another one that was oh, kind of like internet yeah. heavy. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, these movies like, that are coming out now, I, I think it was very cool that they did them. And it's like, it's almost like a time capsule. Like we'll go back to it one day and be like, Hey, remember the pandemic when everybody's making films on zoom? Yeah. Yeah. But like, how often are we going to revisit those? I don't know. It doesn't really bring too much entertainment value because there's so like, mm-hmm. you can do a lot with a little, but that's just too little. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it really doesn't expand the imagination or expand anywhere else, but like the screen. So like, I think sick does it. I mean, it's, it's something it's not yeah. a zoom type of movie, but, um, it's definitely one of those movies where you're like, at least for me, I was like, I don't want to relive like 2020 again. Yeah. Like we, we lived through it. I don't want to see a movie. That's a good point too. <laughs> where where people done. are fucking, you know, yeah, do, doing anything pandemic related and quarantining. It's just like, uh, no, I'd rather, yeah. I want to live in the world where I want to escape. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to think about the real world. And that's yeah, what I said too. Like right after, right when it ended, I said to my wife, I said, you know, this is, not going to be a movie that I'm going to want to watch again. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I think that it started off well, but then it lost me like right after the credits. And so I was just like, eh. Yeah. I, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil yeah, it. Okay. Just, I appreciate that. that. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, me, and, me and Phil are uh, releasing a review of it tomorrow. Yeah, I yeah. already trashed it today. Uh, so don't watch it. Uh, <laughs> Just know it's made by Kevin Williamson, the guy that um, wrote the first Scream. So it kind of gives you that Scream feeling when it first comes on for a little bit. But other than that, sure, nah, yeah. So and, and that's interesting because even like the Scream movies are very like, um, you know, it's like it's it's a t- it's also a timepiece. It's like that's mm-hmm. a certain time. Like I I don't think you could watch that first Scream and say, oh, that looks like today. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. I have to kind of just something about it just seems like, oh, that's 90s. Um, Very, you know yeah. I mean? the, the fashion, uh, the phones, the, way, the phones. Yeah. And, <laughs> but it's still, that's like, I feel like Scream is a perfect entry point into like the horror world because it literally yeah. has everything. Yeah. It's a slasher. It's kind of psychological. It messes with you. You don't know who's the killer and who's not. It's a fun mystery. And, it brings like the new thing to do in horror movies is be like self-aware. That was like one of the first ones yeah. to do that. Yeah. And it just did it flawlessly. I thought uh, scream is a, I could watch scream all the time. You, uh, you just brought up a good question that um, we just, we were able to talk with uh, Jeffrey Reddick who did the uh, final fan, uh, final destination movie, not final fantasy movies, final destination <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah. Different different franchise um and we were talking about like gateway horror and like what you would show someone if you wanted to get them into it and like i was kind of saying like final destination is a cool idea for like a gateway horror because it's like 
a lot of people watch those and they don't even think of them in the horror genre, but they definitely, I mean, they definitely are. They're pretty horrific. Yeah. Like the deaths and all that, but it's more like very thrilling too. Um, and Brent, do you remember like the other two, we had named a couple more uh, gateway horror films. I'm trying to think of what they were. Yeah, I, I can't remember, but yeah, I think it was, yeah, it's just final destination scream. And then I know what you did. No, no, I know what you did. It was something else. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what it was. In the fall, but, yeah, I was wondering if you had any thoughts about like what are some of the perfect movies to kind of introduce someone to the genre that might be kind of like iffy about it. I will. I will tell you this first. So that's awesome that you uh, interviewed the uh, director from Final Destination. Yeah, the writer. The writer. Yep. Final Destination Three, the mm-hmm. opening scene with the roller coaster. That I can't watch that scene still to this day because well i'm terrified of heights and i'm terrified of roller coasters and that combined mm. both of them with and i always say like <laughs> all right if you're on a roller coaster and it stops like it can what are you gonna do fucking climb down and yeah. it was ter- that scene is uh, you know a lot of the final destination movies maybe not like the best but they when they have those like really outla- outlandish wild ideas mm-hmm. they they pull it together uh, yeah yeah that scene was great um Feel like halloween would be a good one to introduce someone into the horror genre because it's so if you, if you want to show someone like a supreme like horror entity michael myers is like like how we were all like haunted when we were kids yeah. we're like oh shit like this thing won't die uh <laughs> yeah that will make someone not want to go so to- so halloween ends okay halloween ends absolutely that's scary <laughs> that's scary on a whole other level <laughs> how they got greenlit how there was no one in the writer's room that gave a shit. Everything. Uh, <laughs> that whole trilogy. I, I just don't. I'm so, yeah. I'm so happy that people enjoy it. Because I'm so, I, I, I love when people love movies. And I'm glad yeah. that they connect with it. But holy shit, I don't know what they see in it. Mm. I don't understand. Um, I'm with you. And even like Halloween 2018, I've seen it three times. I've tried. Yep. It's just there's no feel to it. Yeah, this doesn't have any replay value. That's the way I say it. I can't can't watch it again. Yeah, no, it's just. I think as where it stands now, and I mean, I'm probably crazy, but I kind of think I liked the third one best, and I like the first three quarters of the movie more than the full movie. Like I kind of could have done without the ending. I liked the guy's story. I thought it was like, it was interesting. I would have liked to see a full movie of just that, but like, you know, I know they had that would have worked better. Yeah. I kind of liked that story. I thought he was kind of like an interesting character. It was like very, it was psychological because like you're watching this guy kind of like he, the town shunning him. Um, you know, he becomes the outcast. Yeah. And you know, the evil kind of takes over him and he channels into it. He just goes with it. Yeah. And you see, like, and you have Lori as like this uh all-encompassing because she's like on the outside of everyone, I feel like, kind of looking in, kind of as the audience to ex- to explain to the audience like what's going on while the characters are having all these experiences. Even because mm-hmm. Lori Strode, honestly, with the, the new trilogy, she's done nothing. It's not about her. Yeah, yeah. And if they, it seemed like they were starting to do like they were gonna do like a whole new, like okay, Corey's gonna be Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah. And I was watching it, and and the intro of that movie, I was like, well, first I was like, 
did we get introduced to this guy before? Like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, yeah. Introducing a new character in the third movie. Uh, I was like, I don't remember this guy at all. And um, the intro, I was like, okay, interesting start with like a yeah. kid fucking breaking his whole body down the stairs. I was like, not sure what this has to do with Halloween, but it was a cool scene. Yeah. And then just like the hacky dialogue and hmm. it's just clunky acting. But like, then they, I felt like the writers bailed on their own premise. They were like, oh yeah, Michael Myers has to be in this movie. That And that's oh, kind of what I saw too. It was like, they felt like they had to do it. Like it felt obligated instead of like, we're going to write this because this is what we think is the best path for the movie. Yeah. It would have been better. Or I, I can't say that because I'm not a, film writer i'm not a screenwriter i'm not a director but it would have been i think it would have been more interesting if you just had michael myers disappear yeah the original one and then Corey kind of became the second coming yeah. and then that kicks off a whole new thing if they wanted to keep it going but yeah, I, yeah. I just don't know what the fuck they were thinking like i was saying that saying before like i told dave i said it could have gone this way keep 2018 the same way but then the second one everyone thinks that he died in that fire right yeah, and yeah. then so and then you start part three at that point where that kid the little kid dies and everything and then the whole town starts going against Corey, and then Corey's kind of getting treated the way he was throughout the film but then you bring in halloween kills where michael myers was just going on that rampage of just killing people just random people because I, that's why i didn't like kills kills was just so random it was just like what the fuck what this, this person he's killing has nothing to do with this movie or the whole storyline and then kind of keep that going. And then you get to part three an actual time and then like reveal that Corey was the killer, like on scream style. Like he was getting close to the family the whole time. You're like, you know what I mean? Something that would have been interesting. That way. Yeah. That would have been much more mysterious. And it, yeah. they like the fact that they bailed on that idea was such like so fan servicey, but in like the wrong the wrong type of way like obviously we all want to see michael myers but like it, mm -hmm. it leaves so much more like intrigue if he just kind of goes away yeah. or kind of like what you said where it's kind of like a bait and switch type of deal um yeah i just think i just think it was in the wrong hands yeah, like, they, 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 they have a clear vision they should have realized people were already going to be pissed off when three quarters of the movie he's not in it like <laughs> yeah. you think you're gonna you think you're gonna make up for it in the last like 15 minutes no well, that, kids hate it like every kid that watched it like i heard so many like younger kids talk about it they were pissed because they just wanted to see michael myers because they're kids and that's what they wanted yeah. to see well did so. you guys feel that way i don't know how you feel about season of the witch but when that first came out from what i like you know research and stuff like yeah, that yeah people yeah. were pissed people were like what's going on like this yeah. is billed as a halloween movie there's no michael myers and now it's like a cult classic exactly. So yeah. now I think now we can kind of understand how that happens. Like, cause yeah, the general public is probably like, oh, I thought I was going to see a Michael Myers movie. And we're like, oh, I just want to see a cool, interesting movie. I don't give a shit if he's in it or not. Yeah. Like if it's a good enough movie, I'm going to be happy. And it doesn't but, like, I love that it's called Halloween because it feels like a, it feels like a Halloween movie. Yeah. Michael Myers isn't in it, but they went full. They had a clear vision. Yeah. Michael Myers wasn't brought in at the last second. Like, hey, here he is, guys. It was a full fleshed out story. It was a fun story. The score was great. Uh, yeah. It was like a Scooby-Doo mystery. Yeah. Just for adults. Yeah. Yeah, that was the thing. And plus, you know, like the same thing with uh, 
Friday the 13th, a new beginning. Mm-hmm. It just had a better story behind it. You know what I mean? Like those, I agree. these two films had a better story. This is just no. Yeah, yeah. it just seems like again, and I, and I and I said this, I think I posted it on my stories and I talked to Phil about it and mm-hmm. other people because I can't keep my mouth shut. Yeah. Uh Blumhouse, like the way they market stuff is brilliant yeah. because they get people to the theaters. They make such a big profit on these movies, but like the, it, there's no love and there's no TLC. There's no, yeah. they're not yeah. chasing waterfalls out here. Right. <laughs> they're chasing yeah. cash and that's it. Yeah. There's no like, you don't look beyond the mist and you see a beautiful unicorn wearing like assless chaps or something, something very like <laughs> something very out there. You're like, Oh wow. I've never seen that before. It's yeah. just run of the mill, basic shit. And they make so much money on it. Yeah. 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 They just they just understand marketing way more than hard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, business, but. I hope that we get like a long, long hiatus from the next Halloween entry. I think ev- everybody needs yeah. a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, they exhaust they exhausted uh, Michael Myers uh, for sure. At least it seems like with all three of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing too. Now that we talk about Michael Myers needing to take a break. What do you guys think about the whole Terrifier 3 being announced already? You know what I mean? Is that too soon or is it? What do you think? Bring it on, baby. Bring it Ready? on. Yeah. I want it. I want it. I think Damien Leone is doing. Did you guys enjoy Terrifier 2? Oh, yeah, loved, we loved it. it. Loved it. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, and it's such a, you see the progression. I love seeing progression in mm-hmm. art because from the first one to the second one, Damien Leone's like directing style. Like he has a style, like he established yeah. it and he just took it to the next level with this uh, second movie, like this, like story wise, like you want to know more what's going on yeah. with uh, how Sienna is connected to how her dad's connected to art and what's going on. There's something with that. The end got a little weird for me. Yeah. <laughs> when she was in like the dunk tank or whatever. And I'm like, I'm, is she Thor? Like what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, she's such a badass. And her and Art the Clown, I think, have really good chemistry, just how they bounced off of each other. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't willing to quit. And I hope that they... I want Terrifier to be like Friday the 13th. Just keep making them. I don't give a yeah. fuck <laughs> what the story is. Keep making them. Do yep. whatever crazy idea Damon Leone has. Do it. We need a new horror villain that's not a retread of something we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Just, just give us something fresh, and Art the Clown takes it. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's a pretty good take. Um, I think it's, it just works because his ideas are so crazy and original. It's like nothing you've ever seen before. So, like the Clown Cafe scene and all that stuff. It's like no one's ever done anything like that. Yeah. And just, and he's not afraid to go just over the top bonkers. He really does not care about like somebody trying to make sense of the movie. It's like, I just think that this is gory as hell and it's going to be fun. So let's do it. So but, what better attitude to have? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think he, I think he does care though about like, cause you could tell, I mean, yes, he does love like just taking it to the next level with the gore. Yeah. Yeah. And, but like the, the, like, it seems like he's, he wants to flesh out this story and see what, what he can do yeah. to yeah. just keep layering it. Um, but, yeah, for the record, I did mean like he doesn't care if it makes sense that this person is still alive after oh, 20 oh, okay. minutes 
20 minutes of bludgeoning them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't trashing your opinion. No. And then but, they're like, Bruh. it's like, yeah. Oh my God. That, that bedroom scene. Yeah. yeah it was crazy. <laughs> I, I, but, did you guys see it in theaters? No, I've seen it at home. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, it was a fun theater experience. Like yeah. everyone was, uh, it was a packed theater near me where I saw it. And like, with that scene, he just kept going. And I, I turned bet. to my friend, I was like, are they going to stop this? Like, <laughs> this is getting pretty like intense. It just, it just kept going. And mm-hmm. the movie, if a movie can make you feel uncomfortable, it, it, it did its job because it questions, it, it challenges you. I, yeah. I love it. Even, even in the slasher genre, I love a movie that, it's a good challenge. Yep. Yeah, we, we were talking about that last time because it's like from the horror we grew up on, how like the, the when they killed someone, it would like cut away. You know what I mean? And then now it's just like, like we are saying, art doesn't stop. And then we had the conversation when, when Dave was like, oh, you're going to let your kids see this? And I'm like, uh, I don't think so. And then <laughs> I, talk, I talked to my son. He's like, yeah, I seen it already. And I'm like, oh, you did? I'm like, how did you, what did you think of it? So goes, the whole movie it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But then it's like, we look at it now. The conversation is like, when when he's our age, where the fuck is horror going to be then? Like, you know that mean? is true. That is very true. Like you grew Crazy. up watching waxwork and stuff like that. And yeah. for the day, those movies like Nightmare on Elm Street and like all those movies. I'm sure you watched some gory stuff. Yeah. Back in the day, Terrifier is like that's what it is to them now. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't think they're gonna turn on the TV and see fucking Terrifier too. I mean, I mean they're not gonna turn on the TV and see like I don't know where I'm going with that. Never mind, scratch that. No, but no, but I get what you're saying though, because it's like they they pretty much can access anything. Like kids, kids can see anything these days, and nothing's off limits. Whereas like it was very limited where we could like all right. So one of my favorite things, like memories of uh, high school, was like gore gore gore.com best gore best yeah, gore.com yeah, yeah. or something mm-hmm. and um like it felt so wrong to like get a picture of like real gore and that but was like thrilling and i remember like watching that and being like oh this is awesome kids see that shit now no no problem yeah and i think he watched it on youtube you know what i mean so terrifying <laughs> oh, like we yeah, it, on youtube yeah that's right yep so that's where he's seen it but i was just like damn <laughs> Dude, you can watch a whole movie on tiktok if you wanted to yeah, uh, yeah, people, kids are ruthless. There, yep. there's no nothing is sacred. Yeah. Everything will be spoiled yeah. for you on the internet. Uh, if they want to see something, they're gonna see it. I, I, it's a. I don't know how you have kids today in this society because mm-hmm. it has to be so difficult. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> to try to parent these little fucking creatures <laughs> <laughs> with everything going on right now, and like, I, how do you even? Yeah. What do you even, what do you even do? That's a whole other conversation. Lots of conversations. That's what. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, talk, talk talk yeah, I talked to him a lot. Explain things. Just the other day, there was a situation. The school lockdown. You know what I mean? So it's okay. like, it's crazy. You know, you just got to talk to him and say, hey, if somebody tells you to do this or do that. You know, yeah. Be like, be yourself. Because they had one kid. He was told to do something, and he did it. And now there was a school lockdown. So. Tell your kids out there, anybody guys, kids, talk to your kids, tell them to be themselves. Don't try to be anything extra. That's all you can do. Communication is key. Always. Yeah. yeah. Talking can go a long way. Even if, uh, even if the person is hard to talk to, it's just because they, you know, dealt with some trauma and it's hard to, it's hard to open up, but everyone opens up in their own way. 
Yeah, and I think that's like important because like we always it's like just try to find you got to figure out like not everybody you can't talk to everybody in one one way. Absolutely. So like if someone doesn't feel like that you're connecting with them, you got to find a different way. It's like that for everything, you know. It's like that with movies. Like look at all the different styles and tastes we have in things and the way we receive things. So you just got to find the thing that the way to connect with people. But like one thing that's cool though is like kids because kids can pretty much see everything. Um, they definitely have an interest in horror at an early age, but like horror that we actually would like too. And like, I, I can, I work with kids too. And like, I can use horror movies as a way to like connect with them and get them to understand concepts. Cause like kids just seem to get it now. Like they get it better. Like back then I was just more like, Holy shit. I can't believe I'm watching this. I wasn't thinking about themes and stuff like that. (laughs) I wasn't thinking about like how like traumatizing a situation was. I was just like, you know, it felt more mindless. But kids are putting thought into things these days. It's yeah, fun. As as like, you know, you can see the internet is like a bad thing, but there's so much information out there that, yeah, I think kids are learning things a lot quicker yeah. and just understanding more, especially because there's more information available than there were when like we were kids, like we were taught one way in school and mm-hmm. now people are, you know, researching themselves and figuring out, you know, you still need people there to to ground you because there's so much information out there you know anyone can find an article or something that agrees with their opinion yeah (laughs) Uh, but there's only one type of only one type of fact you know Mm -hmm. um but yeah there's there's the kids out there are super smart uh way smart i was a dumb fucking kid like (laughs) i i like i was like like i watched like child actors and in interviews like just like millie bobby brown for example or whatever and i watched like interviews of her talking about stranger things you know years ago when she was like more of a kid and i would be like i did not have any of those thoughts yeah as a child like i don't even know what i was thinking i don't remember but it wasn't as well thought out as like these you know these kids nowadays right. they're, right. More, they're more thoughtful they they, they mm. choose their they seem to choose their words a lot more and they're just you know thinking is good mm. going off of impulse is probably not the best although sometimes it's difficult and to, to, to to like just lash out but yeah being thoughtful is it yeah seems like it's being taught a lot more despite you know mm-hmm. all the shit that's going on yeah yeah you know what would be cool doing a remake of uh children of the corn with like today's kids <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> everything Modernized they know. children of the corn <laughs> oh my god that you know what that movie does need an update because that movie is honestly i don't know when the last time you watched that movie kind of a snooze fest as much as it's a good like concept is great great moments mm-hmm. all together though like could have been a little little tightened up yeah a little bit yeah i watched it last year again and i was like all right i mean it, it's definitely still good i just yeah it's could use could use some good updating not necessarily like the sequels tried yeah. to modernize yeah. it a little bit and those Crazy. are horrible <laughs> yeah, oh my god <laughs> that could totally use some some uh some remake power yes uh so doug are you so you're into conventions and stuff oh yeah yeah i've been going to monster mania well mainly i go to monster mania uh, I would love to go out to like other states and go to different ones. Uh, yeah. My best friend last year went to Horror Hound, uh, mm. which he said was really, really fun. Uh, but yeah, I've been going to Monster Mania since like 2013. Oh, wow. So I was right. like 23. 
and um, ten, wow, ten years ago, Ugh. Um, crazy. Uh, yeah, and then uh, VHS Fest. I don't know if you guys. I've heard of it. I haven't been. Where Where is that? It's in. Uh, it's at the Mahoning Drive-in in Pennsylvania. Oh, yep. yeah. Lunch Meat puts it on. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of them, but yeah, super cool guys. Uh, they throw it at the Mahoning, and it's just a super fun weekend of like movie marathons at a drive-in, yeah. and you camp, which uh, I do not like camping, so I'll be staying at a hotel because uh, <laughs> I'm bougie and I hate sleeping on the fucking dirt. Uh, <laughs> I'll absolutely say that. Try, I'm trying not to be around people when I'm going to bed. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Just... raging with alcohol, tripping over tent stakes, and all <laughs> RV. Get an RV. Yeah. That's it. I I so get an RV. I do have terrible driving anxiety, but if someone could drive the RV, I'll uh, I'll rent it. This is very problematic for you. I yeah. see. Yeah. Everything. Trust me, I thought of that already. Yeah. <laughs> Amtrak, maybe we do public transportation in New York. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Monster Mania is is my favorite convention of all time. I uh, mm. love it. Uh, went to Connecticut Horror Fest last year. Okay, yeah. Uh, which was pretty, very low-key. Yeah. But really fun. Uh, do you guys ever go to, I guess so, CT Horror Fest would be closer to you, right? We went to that one uh, before the pandemic. So, okay. right, Brandon, that was like, what was that, 2020? 2018? 2018, 2019, one of them. Uh, one of those years. Uh, we used to have one relatively close, Rock and Shock in Worcester, Mass. Oh, yeah, yeah. We stopped doing that one. Um, but we got, we got a couple, so you should, if you can get, uh, get a ride, um, <laughs> we got the one in Taunton coming up, uh, monster expo. They'll be doing that again in October. Who's going to be there. They have not announced the guest list yet because he's been focusing on, they're doing a halfway to Halloween one. Um, okay. In June, July, something like that. Oh, awesome. They got Linnea Quigley, Felissa Rose. I'm in, I'm in. You're ready yeah, for um, Linnea Quigley. <laughs> and someone else who I can't think of right now. But yeah, I don't know who's going to have for October, but I think we're going to be screening a film there, um, a Friday the 13th film. Uh, right. So uh, that should be a good time. And yeah, we'll, we'll pick you up. I could take an Amtrak out there. I could figure okay. out a way. Good, I, in, uh, I, I didn't really want to drive all the way there. Yeah, no, <laughs> Driving Long really Island happy. sucks. So <laughs> yeah, I won't, I won't force you to be my Uber driver. Uh, yeah, Long Island does suck. Uh, no one knows how to drive anywhere. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I've taken bolt buses to, uh, to New Jersey and stuff like that. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. mind. Um, but yeah, that sounds like a good fucking time. Uh, so let me know when that is and I'll, yeah, I, I definitely want to try to make it there. Cause that'd be super fun. Um, <laughs> did you guys ever hear of, uh, uh, what's the one in California? Um, I forgot the name of it. It's, uh, midsummer scream. Maybe I think that's one of them, but there's another one. Mm. Uh, that's supposedly like really, really fun uh, in LA. I'm not, I'm not sure, but like, I really want to go to like, a, like some, like an area that we had like outside of new England for one yeah. sometime. Cause like, yeah, I feel like we kind of get like, I don't know if it really changes that much, but it feels like we get like sort of the same guests in our area yeah. pretty frequently. Um, like the one in, uh, Texas, I've always wanted to go to, um, yeah, That's yeah. That's the one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one would be sick. There's a big one in um Canada too, which I'm trying to think of. That room more like always people usually go to. Oh, um Is it oh, is it like Niagara Falls one, right? Right. Oh, yeah, th- okay. 
I think I know which one you're talking about. Trying to think of it, but um, yeah, I mean, there's so many that I would love to go to, but like to be honest with you, it was hard to even get back in a swing of them um, after the pandemic. Went, yeah, yeah, it was like because we were going pretty frequently, and then the pandemic hit, and then like it took a lot to like get the energy to want to go again. I was like, there's gonna be a lot of people, yeah, and yeah, all that stuff. Not like I'm not around people all the freaking times. So I don't know why it mattered. It's, I mean, at conventions, you're very, it's close quarters and people yeah. are, you know, convention people, a lot of the times can be a little disgusting. Uh, <laughs> not a lot of personal space. Uh, not even, not even disgusting. It's just everyone's close together and sweating. Yeah. Some people can't yeah. help it. Um, yeah. During a pandemic, you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to, you know, get caught up at a convention, have a good time and start dying. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're sick. Uh, no one wants to be involved with that. But, uh, oh, yeah, I was going to say, so the one that kind of got us back in the swing of them, we, so Monster Expo this past October, we did a screaming, a screening of um, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Ooh. and we did a Q&A with Mark Patton. That's amazing. Which yeah. was awesome, because that was our first time meeting him. Um, we've kind of, well, Brandon, no, that was your second. You met him in yeah, Salem. Him um, so but it was like awesome, because he was just so freaking nice, and he was like chatting with us as if, he knew us forever. He was like spending like long amounts of time. And, you know, just to kind of hear the news that he's not feeling well right now really sucks. Yeah. It's a bummer. It's a bummer, yeah. man. Unfortunately it sucks when all like the people that we grew up with are getting like sick yeah, and just having these like health problems. It's such a bummer to see, but yeah, I haven't met him yet, but I heard he's like a really, really cool guy. Mm. Um, before the pandemic, I, I missed it. Cause I found out about it later the indie theater over here near me cinema art center they do uh like movie screenings and they have some like q a's and stuff like that and mark Patton did one for the documentary scream queens yeah um which would have been cool to see uh everyone everyone seems to love this guy and he seems like a super cool guy yeah That's he's cool like he a chance to do the screen he, he's nice but he's also kind of like i don't know he like kind of will throw in like a like a kind of like a subtle joke here like an offbeat joke there it's like i just liked him he was just felt like a real person you know he's like yeah that's what we love like (laughs) especially on the east coast over here like throw some jabs at us like yeah it makes us us feel like we like we know that like just fuck like just bust balls you know yeah yeah that's like the that's like a term of endearment you know it's like (laughs) uh we we like talking shit so let me ask you if you could do a movie screening and a q a with somebody i mean this is kind of putting you on the spot like what would be a dream of yours to to do. Hmm. I have. Mm, it's gonna be dead or alive. Hey, yeah, <laughs> actually, either would be awesome to hear. Okay. Um, I would love to. Okay, so if we're going with alive, and God damn it, I fucking I just love this goddamn movie. Uh, <laughs> Tony Collette and Hereditary. Mm-hmm. I, I need to know every detail about that movie. It's yeah. her performance yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, and if we're going like dead maniac with Joe Spinell because that's such a great call. That was like his baby. Yeah, like the way they like uh, film that movie and like the lengths they had to go through is just like I would just love to hear those incredible stories. And Joe Spinell, everyone like loved it. Like he was on he was in Rocky. He was friends with like all those dudes with like Sylvester Stallone and De Niro, and he's just like a real old school Italian guy. So it would be cool to like hear his stories uh, about like making that, making that movie and 
going through the process to get funding for it because uh what's the name william lustig like he did like porn and shit like that like <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> so, like, it was just, that's you know, an awesome call um yeah. that would be awesome to talk to him i i that movie is awesome. Like I, I absolutely love Maniac, yeah. and it, like, it, yeah, just getting a chance to actually talk to him about the process of that. He chews up the freaking screen in that movie. Like, you can't take did your you, eyes off. Him. Did you guys ever see The Undertaker? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. another one where it's just like this movie's so much fun. Yeah, it's, and it's only fun because of him. Like, yes. Outside yeah. of that, like, if you know, put somebody else in the place probably would not enjoy it as much but like yeah. it's just enjoyable watching that dude he's nuts yeah he's like a nicholas cage type of guy where like <laughs> he's not the best but for some reason you're magnetized towards him like you're yeah, just job like, done. watching him yeah. what do you guys think about the maniac remake <laughs> i thought it was okay i just yeah. recently watched it for the first time i just all right a couple months ago uh i like elijah wood in general Yep. I like how he made it completely different yeah. uh, with like the POV style, but like, eh, old maniac. Yeah. Old <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. 100%. <laughs> I just wanted to see where your views were at on that. It was, it was interesting. It was, it was interesting. Uh, I, I, I think Elijah, Elijah Wood is a person who like gets horror and he like loves the horror genre. He has his own yeah, yeah, company. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he produced like, you know, Mandy and, all all those movies. Um if you hadn't seen the original Maniac, I feel like that movie probably feels better than like knowing the original Maniac. Uh I, I like I because I think I might have seen I'm I'm trying to remember if I saw the Elijah Wood. I saw like when it first came out. I'm trying to think if I saw it first or if I saw the original. But I remember being like, oh, this is pretty good. Then I saw the original, I was like, holy shit, this is yeah. awesome. <laughs> all right. Yeah. The original is just again just oh, yeah. real dirty, real gritty, and it's a it, it's a good story. I think it's a good story. Yeah, it's yeah, like the art scene. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Have you guys ever slow mo that? No. Uh, never. Oh, it's fun. Like <laughs> you whole, guys never like slow mo like uh, a head explosion? That's like my favorite thing to do. I love watching it. <laughs> you should oh, no. you should put those on YouTube. Like you know how they have like they have this website uh, called uh does the dog die.com mm. and uh if you look at it's exactly what it is <laughs> see what movies where a dog dies in so you could like skip the scene or not watch it all <laughs> yeah yeah you should just do like slowed down like head explosions and murders and yes really messed up like gore uh i thought i thought everybody did that so yeah. i seen oh, one last night uh <laughs> i was watching chopping mall okay <laughs> that's a good one. one yeah that's a nice one yeah, and then uh, what was it? The movie with the basketball when <laughs> she slammed it on her head. Which movie? The movie. Remember the old lady from the Goonies? She got her head smashed in with the basketball. Oh, oh. I can't. I can't remember the movie right now. It's already on the tip of my tongue Shit. too. Though. I have. Uh, yeah. I can't fucking think of it. Someone, Shit. someone, break out IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no cheating, guys. <laughs> we failed. These these old brains don't work. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I'm trying to remember if I even. Oh wait, I do know what you're talking about. What the fuck? I absolutely know what you're talking about. Yeah. We talked about that somewhat. Yeah, I don't know why I can't, but uh, it is what it is. We'll we'll get it out there. We'll we'll put it as a. Oh, oh my god, that's gonna drive <laughs> me nuts. But 
Yeah, man. So like, we talked about the conventions, but I also love when you do your cosplays. It's always <laughs> funny. It's always a funny take on it. It's like the old school Eminem video. Because <laughs> you don't you don't dress up just to be like, look, I'm this person. It's just like you have like this fucking twist to it. Like what the fuck goes through your head when you're creating those shits? Oh, man, that's a pretty wild because I don't. I don't take it seriously. I yeah. just I just like I just like. uh I just like being goofy and yeah. I like, like, just like, I do it for fun. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not like, it, there's not a lot of thought that goes into it. I'm just like, well, how can I make this like stupid or how can I like this be just like make it fun? And yeah. I, I, I'm like, I, my second favorite like genre of all time is like just comedy. So I love stand up comedy. So I'm just like, think I have like, like a comic type of brain where I'm just like doing shit for, yeah, yeah. just to be fucking goofy. Uh, that's pretty much what it is. Uh, and then I just like, you know, again, I love how everyone shows off their like collections and shows yeah. off like, what they love and, and how creative they can like, you know, make themselves. Cause a lot of people, uh, unfortunately, you know, whether it's parental trauma or body dysmorphia or all that stuff, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you should love who you are. And if you want to fucking take pictures of yourself in this, uh, you know, in this fucking get up or, yeah whatever uh this you know cosplay or you like how you look just fucking pose it it's the internet who gives a shit it shouldn't be that yeah. serious yeah. right exactly <laughs> but uh yeah i just like to do goofy shit <laughs> and i think it's fun uh yeah. so that's pretty much that's where my head's at at, at all times <laughs> hey brandon was a deadly friend yeah yeah, hey, yeah that's hey, it right hey. there there you go thank you wasn't Google. that uh wasn't that was craven I'm not gonna Google it again. I'm so sorry. I thought you were gonna look up the. Do- I thought you were gonna give us. I instantly closed the browser. <laughs> He's cheating. I'm gonna just say yeah, sure. <laughs> or like, no, you moron. It's not Wes Craven. Yes, it's Wes. I couldn't Craven. hear you. <laughs> what did you say? Uh, so, yeah, man. So what? You work at a, a music venue, right? Yeah, yeah. I work so, at a music venue. What's what is that like? And what type of music are you into? Oh my god! Well, so much. I've been listening to Caribbean Queen by Billy Ocean for the past like two weeks. All right. uh, but uh, you're like, all right, you fucking weirdo. Yeah, yeah no, it's a good pick. <laughs> a great song. Um, no, but yeah, I, I am. Uh, I'm one of the box office managers in there, uh, so okay. we do like ticketing and stuff, uh, and it's super fun just working behind the scenes of like a music venue and mm-hmm. seeing who like comes through there. I just love being, yeah, in like the entertainment industry i was i've been there for like uh six years so far okay. but like i started out i went to uh i wanted to be like a recording engineer and stuff like that i like a sound engineer sorry uh but like that's like too much i like structure and that's yeah. more like freelance type of work like you gotta like book sessions and work late nights into like however long you get booked for a you know a mm-hmm. session for not my uh not my tempo. I like uh, structure. I like certain hours. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what else? What was the other thing we were talking about? Oh, Just music. The, yeah. yeah. Uh, fucking. So everything. Gap band. I love some surf rock. There you go. Old school, like Tribe Called Quest, Eric B. Rockham, all that KRS One stuff. Uh, Scott LaRock, all that, all the, all the good gritty New York hip hop stuff, and then shit mm-hmm. like 
Billy Ocean, Pantera, Metallica, anything? What, yeah. what about you guys? A mixture of everything. I know that we both like like Wu Tang. What was it? We go see Action Bronson. Yes. Yeah. And then uh Danny Brown. Uh, yeah, Danny Brown. To see a couple times. Kendrick. Danny Brown's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> There's a yeah. lot of shit. You know, what I mean, there's everything. I'm I'm willing to listen to like all different music. Like you said, Gap Band. I grew up on that with my dad. Hell yeah. And um just just anything. I'm willing to kind of like give anything a chance. You know what I mean? Like, cause I even worked with some of my friends and I like the country. I end up going to country fest. And, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It's like music's music to me. And I think that everybody just has a, like, you know, it's a certain way for everybody to express themselves. Yeah. So it's just like, doesn't matter what, what, what it sounds like. I just give it a shot. Like, but yeah. even today, like my son's music that he likes, it's, 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 I'm slowly getting used to it. Like he's into this kid. Yeet. Have you heard? I don't even know what that is. Yeah, like that. This is the new wave of rap was going uh, on. Like, so it's like you have Yeet and it's some kid destroy lonely. I heard that guy. Yeah, it's it's a <laughs> lot. He's yeah. playing at my at at our at our venue actually. Yeah, I'm gonna take him to go see him. Are you? Yeah, not at your venue though. Oh, I was like, oh, Rhode Island. Through, I'll get you in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, music's just going everywhere. So what about you, Dave? Yeah, I, I just can't do country. I can pretty much do anything else but country. Uh, but I end up going for a lot of like indie rock bands and indie music. I, I, I don't know why, but I'm like this music snob that as soon as somebody becomes too popular, I'm like, and they're on the radio. I'm like, nah. Um, and it's happened like time and time again, as soon as they get like radio popularity, I just feel like it's not like their true version of who they are. And they like kind of go for this, like, you know, just this commercial version of themselves. What have you guys been listening to recently? Uh, like recently that like that you just like what's in your i guess i want to say like what's in your walkman but like there's <laughs> no walkmans but like yeah, what have yeah. you been listening to like i don't know what's been on your playlist that's you steve lacy album i'm yeah, like steve i know lacy. and i know that's like i just said commercialized and i know that song's everywhere but like he's not commercial in, yeah. in my opinion what's what what does he do i don't think I know oh that, that song bad habit that's like on the radio every oh, like three okay. seconds he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah he formed from that old uh title the creator um the hell were they called uh odd future yeah he was with them and so okay. he was in he was in the band the uh the internet oh your old band and so yeah, he's sit. off sit. he, he yeah. that's where he's from okay got yeah. it okay i don't know like i kind of been stuck on that drake and 21 savage album a little that's bit that's pretty good i've been listening yeah. to that yep uh, and, uh, i can't i can't do drake yeah you just i i appreciate the uh i mean you gotta respect them yeah uh I just can't. I just. I appreciate his artistry. I just can't. I just yeah. that, that like he went to like this dance hall shit. Yeah, everywhere. Very poppy. I mean, he could he could do a lot of shit, but like I don't know. Hotline Bling. I do like. I do like some Hotline <laughs> Bling. Uh, uh, but other than that, uh, I mean, yeah. For some reason, I just can't. I just can't yeah. get behind it and listen to it. Like I feel on, you. on my own. But Arctic he, Monkeys. Arctic 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 and then like yeah i'm having a hard time with them because i like i love a lot of their albums i'm not loving the new stuff that they put out recently because it's a very different style yeah, for them changes i i'm just like it's not connecting with me mm-hmm. uh, but i love old school arctic monkeys for sure oh yeah definitely yeah either um, you're on board or, on yeah, yeah you could uh yeah you could listen to it another time and start feeling it or you could not yeah mm-hmm. I, I am saying one of my most anticipated albums this year is going to be that Gorillaz album that uh, yeah. when that actually comes out because the songs they put out so far are like just like amazing. That Tame Impala one and yeah. the one with um, 
uh brandon who's who's that dude that did um blood on the dance floor um mm, drawing a blank ah uh, shit I, i'm trying to think but like yeah no that album's gonna be uh gorillas amazing. always comes out with fire yeah yes. yeah yeah well uh, a fallout boys preview of their new song sounds like it's gonna be pretty bomb i don't know if you guys fuck with fallout oh my god i was well i was definitely an emo kid so like (laughs) hell yeah yeah. there we go Um, pop punk and all that stuff like my chemical romance yes take back (laughs) sunday just played uh like two months ago over here oh yeah um and yeah obviously people still love it it's sold out but yeah that like all that all that 2005 2006 like all the all that emo stuff i don't know if you guys have ever heard of from autumn to ashes Yeah, yeah yeah Man, such a banger! Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They were. Um, uh, I was trying to think of Thundercat earlier. I just don't. Oh, know. Thundercat! Oh, okay. Okay. Someone's gonna listen and be like, well, "How is he not getting that?" Nah. Yeah, Thundercat. Thundercat is great. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Says his new album's good too. I, I heard a couple a songs. Things. Yeah, I heard a couple songs off there. They were pretty good. I heard yeah. the Kill Bill one. Yeah. And uh, something else, but yeah, everyone, everyone's been on that Scissor Wave. Yeah, I like the, the Breaking Records. Yeah, to play yeah. Records. Hey, but that's the thing. It's like just music. You just it's all random shit. I give everything a chance. You know what I mean? So you have to. That's how you know if you like it or not. You gotta yeah. listen to it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Or what that goes that goes with everything. That's why I, I encourage people to go see, you know, movies that might not pique their interest because yeah. you never know, you never know until you actually see it. You can't say you don't like something mm-hmm. if you've never seen it. That's to properly love or hate on something, you have to see it. Yeah. If you, in order to go into battle, into a debate, you have to have the. You have to know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, you can't just hate on something. Yeah, you're exactly right. You have to get some kind of like basic information or knowledge in order to form yeah. an argument. Yeah. Like, I want to know why you hate this. I yeah, want to yeah. know why you love it. Yeah. Give me, give me details. Don't just say it sucks because oh, it looks like it sucks, or it just su-. like no, it doesn't just suck. Give me, give me details. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I talk a lot, so like you need more than that. I, yeah, you gotta, you can't just say it sucks because it sucks. Right, right. No, I, 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 I was gonna, Brandon. Oh, go you're good, good. I was gonna say like we, you know, when it comes to like music and movies, I think that for Brandon and I, it's like that's always kind of been how we view it. Is like you, I just want to kind of like. Even if I know something's not for me, I want to check it out just to like know why it's not for me and be able to tell people why it's not for me. Like the new Predator movie, like nothing. Like I am just not a Predator type personally. That's not my thing. But I had to watch it just so I could like make sure and like be like, see, I told you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I didn't want to be like not watch it and be like, oh yeah, that movie probably sucks. Like I just I hate when people do that stuff. And the same goes for music. you know, it's funny because like when we Brandon and I first met like ages ago, that was kind of like our thing was like exchanging movies and music. Like we just mm-hmm. like burned burned CDs and yeah. burned movies. <laughs> How long have you guys known each other? I uh, guess a long time if you've been burning CDs for each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like around 2006. 2006. Yeah. Oh, uh, 2006. Yeah. So Damn. it's yeah. So we were like just constantly like just, you know, whether it was trading CDs or or movies, it was like just talking about that stuff and connecting with people about that you know yeah nothing was better than creating a mix for the car before i had crippling driving anxiety (laughs) i used to like get blank cds i used to 
that used to be my favorite part of the day where I was like, all right, what 20 songs can I, am I feeling right now that I can fit? It would be like, oh my God, I had one mix with like all seven dust on it. Yeah. <laughs> seven dust is so good. Uh, and then just like, I don't know, disturbed corn. Yeah. Yeah. And then just like <laughs> dance, Gavin dance, just like random shit, yeah. whatever you're feeling. But like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, playlists. Like, like I yeah. used to swear by playlists, man. It's like just a playlist for everything. Yeah. Like, and you, the, the Having like a CD booklet in your yep. car and just flipping through it. I never used to label mine because I always liked the surprise. Uh, I would like, be like, wait, what the fuck is on this? Let's see. <laughs> I feel like that might say something about your personality. Like that's a, that's a very interesting <laughs> take right there. I, yeah, I guess. Or maybe it was just laziness. I don't know why. <laughs> I was I was younger and I didn't yeah. feel like labeling it. But I do like good elements of surprise. I like to be surprised uh, mm-hmm. with things, but I also like to know things. So I don't know. I might be conflicting. Mm. No, <laughs> maybe maybe that's maybe that's your personality is conflicting. You know, it's contradicting. Maybe yeah, maybe I I hope not. It's that's not a bad not thing. No, it's all right. It's cool. You're good. <laughs> Complex. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like you were situation. Yeah, like we were talking about you. You said you just because you see something or you think that you're not gonna like it, you still want to go in and see it. Yeah. I uh, what was it? Like we were talking about that movie that just came out, Megan. You know, the previews of her dancing and everything like that. It kind of like yeah made me kind of think like, what the fuck is this? Like you know what I mean? But I was still we still went in and gave it a chance to check it out, and I think that you have seen it too, right? Oh, I saw it opening night. What did you think of it? You know, I and, I and I'm not gonna out. I don't outwardly hate it. Yep. But like, after after I got out, I was like, that was something. And mm-hmm. then I kept like reading more into it, and then processing it. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like yeah. this movie. I like. I think the best parts. I think it could have been done a little bit differently. I think, you know, the horror could have been a little bit more prevalent i thought with the r rating they could have really done something chaotic mm-hmm. with this character because they just didn't go full bore into yeah. like you know slay megan slay like she really wasn't doing much mm-hmm. like it just again another movie where I forgot to add like scares like it wasn't yeah. scary and i get what they're trying to do mm-hmm. it literally was just made to be a tiktok it's fine they made so much money off it already it's still number two at the box office but I like I didn't it didn't and maybe I don't I don't want to say I'm too old, uh, but I just didn't I didn't it didn't connect with me on that level. I like Megan, I but there wasn't enough of her. There wasn't yeah. enough of like that chaotic energy that she was bringing in the trailer. They could have and it was the the part that was supposed to be more grounded. The um, what's her name Katie and her aunt um, that like connective tissue. What you're mm-hmm. supposed, I feel like it was just too uh, done before. Like if if it would have been like Katie fully gave in to Megan and she started just like going on this crazy adventure with Megan and just like she killed her fucking aunt. Like that would be something <laughs> different. But, you know, yeah, they, you know, obviously you want to make the story be human and connect rather than just make an insane horror movie. Well, I'm, I'm hearing that there's supposed to be an unrated version. Well, like oh. with more shit added on to it. But I guess they felt that it was going to uh, be fine with a PG-13. They didn't have to put it with a rated R. So I don't know. They kind of just 
wanted to like try it out and do something different. But when the night that it came out, I had seen, I was supposed to get like tickets to go see it like a few days before, like at a premiere, but it was in mm-hmm. Boston. I was just like, ah, that movie doesn't look that great for me to drive all the way to Boston an hour. How and, far are you from Boston? Like an hour, know. like 15 minutes or something. Oh, that's not like, bad at all. That's yeah, but I'm awesome. like, I'm thinking like, I don't think that movie looks that great for me to want to take that <laughs> drive. You know what I mean? So then I, yeah. I skipped it. And then, uh, everybody had seen it the that Friday and everybody was sitting there saying how great it was. And then, so I'm like, all right, telling my kids, I'm like picking them up, I'm going to go check it out. And then, so everybody's talking about it saying like, it's like the best thing. Like she's a yeah. new horror icon. I, I had gone into it and I'm just like, I just don't, I don't, I don't see this, you know, but it was okay. But my main thing is it's like people hated on the child's play remake so much and it's similar. You know what I mean? Child's reboot, even Child's Play reboot, it wasn't even that bad. I actually, oh, liked yeah. it. I actually I liked that it. one. Yeah, because it did something different rather than just do a straight up remake. Yeah, and I feel like, but that was rated R too. Yeah, and they went hard. Yeah. Uh, in Megan, they cut away a lot. Uh, really, she really didn't have that much of a menacing presence as she could have. And I, I like the sass she was throwing. She was sassy. She was saying. You know, I, when she broke out into song, I was laughing. I think it's yeah. I think you need to see this movie in a theater to get the full experience because people were dying mm-hmm. in the theater. And that was making me laugh harder. Yeah. It was so ridiculous. But like after the movie, I was like, that's all right. And then I kept like again, I read those articles with like. New horror icon, this is the best horror movie. It was so well written. I'm like, did I see the wrong movie? Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well written yeah. and it, did you guys like malignant because it's from the same director yeah who yeah i thought it was all right i i, I love malignant yeah mm-hmm. that that movie went full chaotic yes. yes and i don't think that i feel like if this movie went full crazy like full nicholas cage will go there it would have yeah. been i think it would have been i don't know i think it would have been better yeah holding back <laughs> yeah they definitely could have went harder so, um, Brandon, did you want to ask about the new HBO Max thing that I didn't check out yet? Because I know that that's a big topic on everyone's mind okay. right now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, with last night, they made the premiere of The Last of Us on HBO Max. This is definitely one of my favorite video games of all time. It released back in 2013. It scored a 10 out of a 10. And um, I think you watch. Have you played that game before? Any of you guys play the game? I haven't. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not like a huge gamer like at all, uh, but I'm aware of the game. Besides, yeah. like I don't really know anything that happened that happens in it. Mm-hmm. All I know is that it's a like a post apocalyptic mm. type of yeah. story. That's about. You watched, it. you watched the show last night, though, right? I watched the show, and um, curious to pick your brain about it because yep. you play the game, mm-hmm. and I don't, and neither. You no, I don't either. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. And okay, I, I didn't check it out yet, but I'm gonna check it out okay. tomorrow. So, I going into it completely blind, other mm-hmm. than that, and like, all right, well, I'm not gonna go into spoilers, but I thought it was great. I thought, I thought it was really fleshed out just from the first episode, and yep. and it's hard not to compare it to The Walking Dead. Because it's the same type of theme, post-apocalypse, 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 apocalypse type mm-hmm. of show. Not 
zombies, you know, they're infected, but you know, you have this family you're following around and there's this kind of government that kind of controls everything. So like, it's kind of in the same realm, but this is just like, yeah, you, you, you feel the acting Pedro Pascal is amazing. But that's the thing, man. It's like this game. It, it was just, th- th- this is on right. Everything that happened last night is what happened in, in the game. And so usually you don't get that in video games that turn into films or anything kind of like resident evil. They go off track and kind of do their own thing. Just like all those resident evil movies made no sense because it was nothing like the game, but everything you're getting from the last of us had was happening. Just that beginning, like that opening scene. That's how the game starts off. So did they you added like some stuff into it? But did you like the stuff that was added to it? Do you think it like fleshed it out more? Like yeah, because sometimes it, it, it could hurt, like you were talking about. No, yeah, and that's what it, the point. Of, that's what I was saying. Like it added more like detail into it. So say like how meeting the neighbors and everything like that, how that happened, mm-hmm. that wasn't in the game, uh-huh. but it kind of gave you that backstory of everything, and so it was kind of it was like cool that well they're doing something right, and they actually have a podcast, and they were kind of like talking about. It. I listened to it after. Who the and neighbors? They, no, no, yeah, the neighbors have. A <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, they're really like go, nah, go, the, going the guys that made the show. So oh. they actually the team that made the game is actually behind it also. So they were always trying to pitch this as like a movie, but then they just they just realized like they can't get all this done in like an hour and two hour movie no. because the no. gameplay of the, is like more than ten hours of gameplay. And the story just continues to go through the whole thing. So it's just like everything they're doing. If you are impressed by that first episode and just get ready for the rest of it, because the second episode is getting ready to pick up, too, because once you start to see like how the infected are down the road, it's, it's, it's nuts. It's crazy. I seriously, I seriously can't wait. And when yeah. I was watching the first episode, it kind of felt very again. I love The Walking Dead, though. So it yeah. felt very Walking Dead to me. From the beginning, but mm-hmm. just the way you connect to the characters and the way the chaos that was kind of happening, I'm like, okay, I see they're doing something different. Let's see how different it is from The Walking sure. Dead. Yeah, I think one of my candles just fell. Uh, <laughs> but um, hold on, let me just make sure that things aren't no uh, house fire. <laughs> nope, we're good. <laughs> nope, nothing's on fire. Good. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> it just <laughs> fell all over the fucking floor and melted. <laughs> Amazing. Um, anyway, but yeah, I uh, and they they took it a step further and uh, they didn't insult the audience with like terrible dialogue. No, there's a lot. I don't know if any of you guys watch The Walking Dead, but yes, okay. Yeah. Towards yeah. the end, it just felt like. Wow! You wait, guys wait. You finished circles. You yeah, finished, finished the entire. Wow. I didn't finish it. I oh no! Up. Well, I I watched it as like this. I was like caught up. I watched it every Sunday since like 2012. Yeah. yeah. Um, where are you? Are you guys? I almost I almost made it. I think I'm season eight. Oh oh wow! You have a lot to go. <laughs> I tapped out when Carl did. <laughs> okay, got it. Got it. I don't know. Was that, was that in there, Dave? I don't know if I just. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, wait, um, well, yeah, uh, well, we're out for um, when <laughs> I, don't I, say I, I was at the point where the, the zombies could talk. Oh, oh they're in okay. a graveyard yeah, yeah, yeah. with like this, with this smog and like, or fog. The whispers, I mean, the whispers. Smog. 
Yeah, the whispers. Yeah. Yeah. So he he he's caught up to that part. No, okay. Yeah, that was a that's when in, that's when it uh took a turn for the worse, I think. Uh, it's because funny because at that part everyone's like, "Oh, I think it's really co- it's really coming back," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." People, people thought that show. I, I and I think this is one of the best episodes ever, season seven, episode one, where Negan completely takes out, um, Glenn and Abraham. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're like, I'm gonna stop watching the show. They killed my favorite <laughs> characters. The dialogue in that episode. Yeah, it was, nuts. was so whip smart and clever and really cut to the core. So great and so surprising. And then it just turned into the fucking born supremacy. Everyone's pointing guns at each other. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so action heavy and less horror, yeah. uh, which didn't again. Less horror. Fine. But like the dialogue was just so bad. Yeah. I there was this one scene. This is not a spoiler, really, because this could happen in any episode. But like. The wall broke in Alexandria or, or Hilltop or one of them. And people were like sleeping in this uh, in the living room of this house. And they were like, they blockaded the doors and everything. But one of the people were like dead inside already or they like fell asleep and died. And it was mm-hmm. walking down the stairs, stumbling down the stairs loud. <laughs> and it tripped over someone at the bottom of the staircase and collapsed. No one woke up. <laughs> like come on are you fucking kidding like that type of writing is like okay we're not stupid like Uh, there has to be some consequences here that's why i lost me at that that i couldn't continue i couldn't do it anymore and you dude with all the spinoffs happening they could have just kept the show going yeah it's still not over it's crazy. It's actually kind of infuriating. It's like, why? Why bother doing that? They shouldn't have ended it. it it's and, not over. They and just Fear of the Walking Dead is already on season like something crazy. And I'm that's like, <laughs> that's that's a show I don't watch. I fucking tapped out so quickly with that pile of shit. Mm. That is just, it's just wow. Just the writing yeah. in that show again. It's just the same. It's like, yeah, we saw the Walking Dead. You're literally doing the same thing and making it so terrible. And like, yeah. so like just the nonsense that like like the politics of it is just like it just like doesn't it doesn't make sense yeah yeah like how like um one part in season five of the walking dead where beth gets captured and she's in that hospital yeah and they have all these weird rules and i'm like bitch just leave there's no rules (laughs) it's the apocalypse who cares there's you're listening to this fucking dumb woman and her dumb cop friend Wow. It's like, so cares? funny. I kind of forgot about that whole that whole like uh setting that they were in. I mean, it, it yeah. literally just started to become like um yeah, like it, it was so predictable. It was almost like cookie cutter. They were just like this yeah. this opposition, yeah. this like adversary and all that stuff. It just yeah, it's too much. Luckily, Hopefully this show won't do that. that. Yeah, yeah nah, the show no, nah, the show is gonna do well because it's it's following the game, so We'll see. And then they'll have a season two. But definitely, I want to keep like this conversation kind of going between us, like off of the air. I want to yeah. see what you guys think about the season as everything goes forward. Do you think there's going to be um, because you played both games, I assume, right? Yeah. So do you think they're going to go beyond the game and keep the show going if it's popular? Uh, I think so. I don't, I, they might have a third game, you know, so oh, we'll okay. see. 
because it's right. still it's still not over how yeah. how that ended. So we'll see. All right, that'll that'll be interesting because a lot of these shows that go beyond the source material kind of lose their footing that, because the original yeah. creator is not, yeah. you know, he's the master. It's his vision. He knows yeah. the same thing. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I know that yeah. a lot of people weren't feeling the last season because mm-hmm. the directors were just like, well, we ran out of ideas. I guess we'll use our own. Yeah. yeah. I don't know because that's the thing too, because HBO was behind it. So if they don't make a third game, I think Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog has so much into it. I can see them probably saying, uh, we're all set. This is, this is it. You know, oh, wow. I don't think they're not going to walk and dead it. <laughs> At what point does um, Chris Hardwick start doing an after show? An after show? Yeah, never. The talk of us? Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't, we don't need that. Uh, that overly positive attitude like, hey, if the episode sucked, just say it. Yeah, like, and give, yeah. it give us the reasons. Come on, let's talk about it. Everything doesn't oh, have to be that amazing. Dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just... Whew, walk dead was too much. <laughs> yes, yep. Uh, so Doug, this has been like a two hour conversation, but it oh, felt shit. like it, it felt super fast. So, no, I appreciate you hanging out with us tonight. This was fun, dude. This yeah, was yeah. Fun. Of course. I a had a great time. time with you guys. That's I'm awesome. So, I'm sorry. I, I, like I said, I talk way too much. So no, no, not at all. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like that just, that time just flew by. I was like, wow. All right. Um, so, you know, it's, oh shit, 930. <laughs> well, we definitely should do this again sometime soon. Absolutely. Uh, this oh, one yeah. was awesome. And yeah, hopefully we can, you know, at some point, uh, either us that your way or you up here, um, kind of meet up at some point in, in real life. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. If Linnea Quigley is going to be at that con, I'm fucking there. I'll we'll yeah. hang out. We'll make sure we send you the the uh, post for that so you can kind of watch for tickets and the dates and stuff like that. Yes. Let me know because Rhode Island's not that far from here. Not yeah. Yet. It's, only, it's uh, like three hours or something like that. Not yeah. Nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah. So, all right, man. Thank you so much, um, everybody. Thank you for uh, thank for you joining us on this chat. This was a lot of fun, and we'll definitely be doing this again. Oh yeah. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Coming on, man. Appreciate. Thank you, it. everybody. Have a good night. Night.